You're listening to the Bay Christian Family Church Podcast. You may be seated, family. Open your Bibles for me at the book of Exodus, chapter number 14. And we're going to read verse 13 and 14. Now, Apostle Allen has been teaching us on the subject of entering God's rest. And he's been teaching us extensively. And so, as a son of, of this house, it is my responsibility to come and build on what my father has been teaching. And so, Exodus chapter number 14, from 13 to 14. Before I read, let me just give you some context. So, the Israelites have been in captivity in Egypt for 430 years. And so, God speaks to Moses and he says, I'm going to deliver my people after 430 years. And he sends 10 plagues on the Egyptians. And then they celebrate the Passover feast, and through all of that, after 430 years, the Egyptians let the Israelites go. So what happened is they were on their journey to the promised land, and they encountered the Red Sea. And as they encountered the Red Sea, they looked back and they saw that Pharaoh changed his mind, and he's on his way to come and get them. And this is where we pick up the account in the book of Exodus, chapter number 14, from verse 13 to 14, in the amplified version of the Bible. Moses told the people, number one, fear not. Stand still, firm, confident, undismayed, and see the result. What is it? The salvation of the Lord, which He will work for you today. For the Egyptians you have seen today, you shall never see again. I came to tell you this morning prophetically and with the authority of the name of Jesus, whatever problems you might have had when you came in here today, after this service, they will never be there again in the mighty name of Jesus. That lack, that sickness, that division, you will never again see that in Jesus' mighty name. And so he says this, For the Egyptians you have seen today, you shall never see again. The Lord will fight for you, and you shall hold your peace and remain at rest. Say this with me. Say, the Lord will fight for me. I will stay in peace, and I will stay in rest. Now just imagine this. They've just seen so many miracles in Egypt. God set them free miraculously over the time of Passover. And now they're on their way to the promised land. And they encounter the Red Sea. It's a massive obstacle. And as soon as they encounter the Red Sea, they look back and they see they can't even go back. Because here the Egyptians are coming for them. And they started complaining. They started saying to Moses things like, Moses, why did you bring us from Egypt to here? Isn't there enough graveyards in Egypt? Did you bring us all the way out from Egypt to come and die here in the wilderness? But look at what he says to them. He says, fear not. Fear not. Whenever you and I are facing any kind of calamity and chaos and obstacles, the very first thing you and I have to know to stay in rest is we should not fear. We should not fear. But now, how does an individual look that does not fear? What characteristics does that individual have? Well, that's a good question. Let me answer it for you. Come with me to the book of Psalm 112, verse 7. Psalm 112, verse 7. It says the following. He shall not be afraid of evil tidings. He shall not be afraid of bad news. Let me see by the sowing of hands. Who of you have ever in your life since you've been on the earth received bad news? 
So I'm speaking to everybody this morning. Every single one of us, somewhere in our life, have received bad news. Now look at what he's saying. He shall not be afraid of bad news. He shall not be afraid of evil tidings. But who is the he? Who is the he and what type of characteristic traits does the he have not to be afraid when evil news comes? It's a good question. Come with me to the book of Psalm 112 verse 1. So just go up all the way to the top. Just praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Blessed, happy, fortunate to be envied is the man, number one, who fears, reveres, and worships the Lord. So the man who does not fear bad news is the man who fears God. And when we speak fear, the first fear towards um, the Egyptians pursuing the Israelites and the Red Sea, that's terror. That's being afraid. But this fear we're talking about here this morning, it is reverence. It is respect. It is honor for God above anything and everyone else. So the man who does not fear bad news is the man that reveres and honors and respects God above anything else. And so whenever... Bad news come to your house again, come to your ears again, concerning anything relating to your life. You tell that bad news, I am not in fear because I fear the Lord. I reverence the Lord. I respect the Lord. As is your power, man, so what someone may stand for, that you had respect for the year. I fear the Lord. And because I fear the Lord, I will not fear bad news. It does not matter how bad it looks. I will not fear. I will stay in rest. Look at what he says. He says, secondly, he delights greatly in the commandments of the Lord. So the first characteristic trait is an individual that fears God. Secondly, it's one that loves his word. Family of God, I can tell you right now that if you and I stay in the word and we continue to listen to what Apostle Allen is teaching us, and we study that word, and we ponder upon that word. There's no scripture. You can go read the Bible from Genesis to Malachi and from Matthew to Revelation. The Bible does not say we should read it. Go read it. It uses words like ponder, meditate, study. It's different than just reading. Completely different. It means I should take out some quality time. To focus on the Word of God at a place of no distractions. That's what it means. That's what pondering means. And I continue to do that until I grasp the concept. But even when I grasp the concept, there's so much more in the concept. So I go back again and I study and I ponder again. For eternity it will take us to get to know God and His Word. And so the man that does not fear bad news as he knows the news that's written in that book. So when the bad news come, you know the outcome. Why? Because you've read the book. But a person that has not read the book, Pastor Gary, a person that has not spent time in the Word of God, he does not know the outcome. And so when evil tidings come, that there's symptoms of sickness in my body, I've read in the book that I've been healed through the stripes of Jesus. I've read in the book that He is Jehovah Raphael, the God that heals me. I've read in the book that if I lay hands on the sick and I can lay hands on myself, I will recover. So when bad news come that I'm weak and I'm not doing too well, I go read. Let the weak say I am strong. 
When I see that there's poverty and my salary wasn't paid and I cannot pay everything, then I go read in the book that is Jehovah Jireh, the God that makes provision, that He will make all grace abound towards me so that I can have all things and all sufficiency in everything that I do. As long as I know what the book is saying, it doesn't matter what the bad news are saying. Doesn't matter. And so the second thing is that person stays in the Word. If you're going to remain in rest, if you're not going to fear bad news, you got to stay in the Word. You have to stay in the Word. You have to. Let's go to Psalm 112 verse 6. It says, Surely the righteous will never be shaken. They will be remembered forever. Number one, a person who doesn't fear bad news, they fear the Lord. They respect the Lord. They honor the Lord. Number two, they study the word. Number three, they know they are the righteousness of Christ. They know they are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. They know that. They know and they have faith in the finished work of Christ on the cross. And they know it's not by works. They know it's through their faith in Jesus. You and I have to understand that we are in right standing with God because of what Jesus did. You have to. Because one of the ways the enemy will deliver bad news to you is in your, your area of your identity. He will tell you, no, never you. You cannot be a millionaire. Look at where you come from. You cannot be a successful business. Look at you where you come from. No, you can never preach, man. You're from Fraserburg. You only speak Afrikaans there. How can you come and preach here? He will tell you these things. But then all I say back, wow, you're too late. Because before you came to deliver your bad news, I've already received my updated news. And the updated news says, I am the righteousness of Christ. I am the righteousness of Christ. So number one, I fear the Lord. I reverence the Lord. I respect and honor Him above anything and everything else. I honor His word. I study His word. Number two. Number three, I am the righteousness of God. And number four, let's go back to the book of Psalm 112 verse 7. He shall not be afraid of evil tidings. Why? His heart is firmly fixed, trusting, leaning, and being confident in the Lord. That is a result of faith. That is a result of studying the Word of God. That when bad news comes, your heart is set on God. When bad news comes, family, this is our attitude. It comes, you look, you say, okay, this is it. And then you move on with your life. You don't even pay attention to it. Because your heart is fixed on God. It's fixed on God. So now that you know the posture, now that you know the characteristic traits of an individual that does not fear bad news, let's look at what he says to them secondly. He says to them in the book of Exodus 14, 13 to 14, he says to them, stand still, firm, confident, and undismayed. What does that mean? Let's go to the book of Hebrews chapter number 4 verse 3. Hebrews chapter number 4 verse 3 in the Passion Translation of the Bible. For those of us who believe faith activates the promise and we experience the realm of confident rest. Family of God, for you and I to continually experience 
the rest of God. We have to have faith in the finished work of Christ on the cross. You have to know that the solution I am waiting to manifest has already been given through Jesus. Because if you don't know that Jesus has already healed you, you might go into works to get healed. If you don't know that Jesus has already broken the curse of poverty over your life, you might go into works to produce that blessing. If you do not know that Jesus has redeemed you and His salvation has come to you, you might go into works to please God. You have to know. You have to know. Same scripture in Hebrews 4 verse 3. For we who believe, that is we who personally trust and confidently rely on God, enter that rest. So we have His inner peace, knowing because we are confident in our salvation and assured of His power. Ek en jy moet oortuig wees, dat dit wat die Heere op die kruis gedoen het, is gedoen. You know, five months ago, my wife went into labor. Now, even on our way to the hospital, you know, I was driving like this. I was telling myself, oh my word, I don't know what's happening, what's going to happen at the hospital. So we get there. She's ready, you know, according to what I was taught, because we did a course before the baby came. It says if the contractions is strong every three minutes, means it might have, you know, been dilated around about 10, 9 centimeters. She's ready to give birth. So we get to the hospital. Doctor, doctor checks. Only one centimeter. But I'm a man of faith. I can pray the other nine centimeters in. You hear what I'm saying? So I started to do what I have to do, Pastor Gary. So I pray for four hours. I'm there with my wife. We're praying. We're declaring. We're just doing whatever we know to do. Taught by this pulpit. So the guy, he comes four hours later. He checks again. Only one centimeter. I said to her, baby, I'm going to pray now for your water to break in Jesus' name. The doctor says, I'll come back. I'll come break the water myself. I said, oh, you don't have to break it. When I pray now, I can break. <laughs> Lo and behold, I take my wife's hand. I say, Father, you break this water in the name of Jesus. Five minutes later, a strong contraction comes and the water breaks. But the contraction was so strong, it caused a disruption. And so that contraction lasted for 30 minutes. 30 minutes. So the baby went into distress. Now, you know, I was like this when we went to the hospital. But suddenly I'm like this. You cannot prepare and build your faith while you're in the situation. Your faith should have been built by that time. That's why it's important that you come to church. It's important that you don't listen only to apostle on a Sunday. You have to meditate on that word weekly. When the storm comes, when the bad news comes, your faith is already built. And so they say, we have to do an emergency C-section. So this man starts walking like this. I say, doctor, you go. So we get into the theater room. 
My wife is still, she still has that same contraction. They're trying to, to put needles in. I'm sitting there. But I'm calm. I'm at rest. So they take the baby out. Baby's blue. I'm at rest. The baby doesn't make any sound. Oh, I'm at rest. So they start rubbing the baby there. No sound one minute. No sound two minutes. No sound three minutes. At that time, my wife is looking to me and she's crying. I'll never forget this. She says, Dylan, but he's not making a sound. I look back at her and I said, he will make a sound now. And lo and behold, as we got close to the fourth minute, a eh came out. I did not doubt for one minute, one second, that God was going to restore a sound back to this child. Because my faith has been built. I wasn't looking for scripture at that moment in, my, in the theater. No, 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 no. I had scripture in me. I've been listening to Apostle Allen. I've been listening to the sermons coming from this pulpit. I've been reading the Bible. I've been praying. So when the enemy announced this bad news, I already knew the outcome. I already knew the outcome. Family, do not let the bad news be an announcement for you to start building your faith. No, no, no. Build your faith. Even though when there's no storm, build your faith. When there's no challenge, build your faith. When there's no setbacks, build your faith. When there's no failure, build your faith. So when the failure comes, when the setback comes, when the bad news comes, you know the outcome. You know the outcome. You see, he's so alive right now, my wife had to go all the way up. You and I cannot wait for bad news to inspire us to read God's Word. Bad news should not be an announcement that I should now start praying. No, I have been praying. So when bad news comes, I continue to pray. I continue to pray. And then Moses says to them this in Exodus 14, 14. The Lord will fight for you. And you shall hold your peace. But listen to this. Remain at rest. In other words, Israelites, you were at rest up until now. And the bad news that the Philistines are coming for you and the Red Sea is standing in front of you is wanting to take you out of rest. Whenever bad news comes, remain in rest. Do not allow bad news to take you out of rest. Because he shall hot Israel. But you verlost it from the Egyptenaren. In Egypt, as he shall a God, but you know the Rirwisi can fat. And sometimes you and I, we have to remind ourselves who God is. We have to remind ourselves that God has never changed. He's yesterday, today, and forever the same. He's still the Alpha and the Omega. 
He's still the lily of the valley. He's still the bright and morning star. He's still Jehovah Chitkanu, the Lord, your righteousness. He's still Jehovah Shammah, the Lord is present. He's still Jehovah Jireh, the Lord that makes provision. He is still Jehovah. He is still Yat Vav and so I'm not going to allow the Red Sea or the, or the coming of the enemy, the Egyptians, to put me in faith. No, as I'm standing there, I'm just remembering who he is. He is not the same as Jesus. The year that you yesterday lost, it will you today lose, and it will you tomorrow also lose. I have a few thankful hearts in this place for more. Remind myself, the Lord will fight for you. Don't get involved in the fight. The Lord will fight for you. You stay at a place of rest. You stay at a place of peace. You stay at a place of faith. Two Chronicles chapter number 20, verse 15. We know the account. The Moabites, the Ammonites, and the Mebites. Everybody that could bite. <laughs> they were on their way to come and fight Jehoshaphat. And according to the teaching of Apostle Allen, give one of them is already more than enough. Now three of them are coming. It's bad news. It's bad news. But look at Jehoshaphat. He calls a fast. Doesn't get all the skilled fighters out. No, he calls a fast. And he says, now we're going to pray. Every single person is going to pray. You see, you got to know who your God is. When this type of bad news come. Because now you pull in your wife, you pull in your husband, you pull in your children and you say, now we're going to pray. And so in verse 14, the Spirit of the Lord came into the meeting and gave them a ridiculous instruction. He says, listen, Jehoshaphat, when you go to the battlefield, you're not going with the big guns. You're not going with the skilled fighters. No, you are going with the worship team. When you go to this battlefield, I just need you to honor me. I just need you to worship me. Then you'll see the breakthrough. Look at verse 15. Same thing. He says, be not afraid. Or dismayed at this great multitude. Look at this. For the battle is not yours, but God's. Exactly the same thing Moses told the Israelites. God will fight for you. Whatever you're facing right now at this moment, God will fight for you. God will fight for you. The battle is not yours. Whatever you're facing now, that's not your battle. It is God's fight. And I can tell you one thing about God. God doesn't lose. I saw this, this video on National uh, Kruger Park. They had this video of a small little hippo. And this hippo was literally using a crocodile to chew back of the tail of the crocodile and then the person making this video says this crocodile 
can kill this hippo anytime. But it's doing nothing. You know why? Because it knows the hippo's mother is in the water. And so they show this video of the small little hippo walking around the crocodiles. And the crocodile knows he can do something to the hippo, but he doesn't do anything to the hippo because the hippo's mother is somewhere in the water. As Yemenet Viet Visanayas. If you just know whose you are and that your father doesn't lose every battle that he's ever won, ever fought in, he won, you will also just walk like that. It's like he has teeth, but he can't do anything. If a hippo knows that, how much more you and I? That is our father. For the battle is not ours. The battle is the Lord's. We have to stay in a place of rest. And when you give the battle to the Lord, the victory become yours. Took them three days to carry home the spoils of this victory. Isaiah 54, 17. No weapon, not some weapons. I said no weapon. I don't know who I'm preaching to, man. I just need a few people that know sometimes people want to stab you in the back. Sometimes the enemy wants you. No weapon. I said no weapon. Come on, no weapon that is formed against you will succeed. No weapon. You know why? Because you're not even in the fight. God is in the fight. So they can form it, but you're not in the ring. No weapon that is formed against you will succeed. And every tongue that rises against you in judgment, you will condemn. And so as Apostle Alan has taught us, we speak. We declare. We declare. Say this with me. Say, no weapon that is formed against me will ever prosper. Say this with me. Say, every tongue that rises up against me in judgment, I will condemn because the Lord fights for me. And because the Lord fights for me, the victory is guaranteed. Every battle I ever have to face in life, God will fight for me. Therefore, I will always be in victory. I am a conqueror in Jesus' name. And so lastly, Psalm 46 verse 10. 
Be still and know. Recognize, understand that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Any form of bad news that ever comes to you and I is to rattle our faith. It's to bring fear. But you got to know. Not know about God. You got to know. You have to know. And this morning, some of us, we have to step aside from fighting. We have to allow God to fight for us. And we have to go into that place of rest. Knowing that God has got this battle for us. And I know there are some of you here, you're fighting stuff. And it seems like this thing is not coming to an end. Seems like a cycle every year in and year out. I'm fighting the same situation. Might it be? The reason is because you're fighting. Can I ask you this morning to do what I'm doing now? Take a seed of rest. And say, Lord, I know you fight for me. All I do is I continue to worship. I continue to confess. I continue to declare. I want you to know that when you go into rest mode, listen to me, please write this down. When you go into rest mode, God goes into fight mode. Stand to your feet this morning. Say this with me. Say, when I go into rest mode, God goes into fight mode.